Thank you. Amen. You ready for the word of God? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Um, I, I, I was getting ready to put one of my sisters on the spot, but, um, but I decided not to. <laughs> Amen. It, it's, it's so good. It's so good to, to be in the house of the Lord. I wasn't here last week. I <clears throat> was going through with this uh, bronchitis they said that I had. But anyway, um, I truly thank God for, um, for my wife, for Sedonia. Um, when in, in about, well, November the 26th, will be 25 years that we've been married. And um, when, when we got married, she had been saved longer than I had. I had only been saved five months. <clears throat> I got saved June 26th of 94. We got married November 26th. So it was a lot of things in the Lord that, <clears throat> that I didn't know that she taught me. She taught me. You know, she, uh, uh, we would have Bible study. We would, we would, we, we, she taught me how to pray. She, you know, we were going to church and everything, but, but there was such a connection, such a oneness with her and I that, that I needed at that time. And um, so, you know, what you see now 25 years later is a product of her help, you know, her with the Holy Spirit laying a foundation in me. And, and she's naturally a teacher, you know, naturally. I mean, even on her job that, you know, she, she's, a, she's a teacher, she's a director, and, um, and she has so much to offer people. And she's so willing to freely give it, you know. And, and I was just like a sponge when when uh, when we first got married because it seemed like she just knew all of these things about the Lord, you know, and I had just gotten saved and I wanted to know more about the Lord. And I just found myself asking her more and more and more and more questions and, 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 and she was just like spoon feeding me, spoon feeding me. And, and, um, and, I, and I truly, truly, truly thank God for her. So when I say, you know, to you all, this is my wife for life, and the queen of my dreams. And it's easy to think about heaven when you live with an angel. You know, this is not just a coin of phrase. This is something that, this, this runs deep. This runs deep. She, she is, she's my best friend. You know, she can, she's, you know, she can be, you know, she can lift me up, you know, out of the, the doldrums, out of the pits, you know, but she can be my worst critic. But I thank God for that. Because I asked her a question, and she'll say, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear, or do you want me to tell you the truth? So I thank God for her. Sedonia Worthy. Let's give it up for Jesus. 
give it up to him. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, first of all, I want to give honor to my Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to give honor to my husband because he is always in my corner. Um, I want to say to him thanks for all of the times that I had to be away from home and conferences and different things like that. And you were always in my corner. Uh, he's, he's just such a great man and he's always, always lifting me up. So today I want to lift you up and honor you and say thank you for everything that you have done. And I want to say thank you to the house of praise because when I first came here, I came here as a hurt, broken person. And you guys, you welcomed me with open arms. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for pushing me and telling me that there was more in me that I was putting off to be because of the hurt and because of the pain and because of things that I had been through. I want to say thank you for the encouragement, for the prophecies for speaking into my life. I want to say thank you. Every time I walked through that door, there was someone there with open arms to give me love and to tell me, it's okay. You're going to make it. It's going to be all right. I want to say thank you. It means and it meant so much to me. And to be where I am today, I want you guys to pat yourselves on the back because you have something to do with it. So I just want to say thank you. I want to say to the House of Praise today and, and everyone that's here that when I first came here, as I said before, I was broken and I was hurt. And... Because of that, the enemy used it to lie to me. Even though you guys saw in me what was in me, what God had put in me, you saw it. But it was like because the enemy had lied to me and it seemed like it was true, I didn't know it was the enemy lying to me. I received what he was saying to me. And he was telling me that what God had put in me, that it was no longer there. Or it was there, but nobody wanted to hear it. And nobody wanted to see it. And I went like that for a while. 
because it felt like it was truth because of the hurt and because of the pain. It felt like it was truth. And I went like that for a while. And I would come in every Sunday or every service and, and I would sit and I would get in the service, but still, I felt like I couldn't be a help to anybody. I felt like I wasn't uh, needed by anybody because of the lie that the enemy had told me. So this morning, I want to encourage everyone that's here this morning because through that, God delivered me. And he delivered me in a way that it was, it was, it was an awesome way that he delivered me that he started ministering to me, letting me know that you're not the only one that's going through that. There are other people that are going through that. And in your deliverance, I need you to minister to others, to let them know that 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 I have put in them, that it is not dead, that it is just planted. It is not buried. It is planted. And anything that is planted is going to grow. It's going to come up. He said, let my people know that I still need them. I still need those dreams, those, that purpose, and that plan that I put in you. I still need it. The lie that the enemy told you that nobody wants to hear you. It's not good for nothing anymore. It's a lie. It's not real. You're just planted. And all you have to do to get anything that's planted to come up, you have to water it. You have to cultivate it. You have to prune it. He said, let them know that when they feel like I'm no longer with them, when they feel like what I put in them is dead, tell them to go to my word. Because in my word is where they'll find truth. In my word is where they will feel safe. In my word is where, where they will find the water that they need to come up and to grow. And as I was talking to God about it and he was talking to me, I said, Lord, I said, what else can I tell them so that they will be confident in knowing that what you have put in them is still needed. 
and will come forth. He said to tell them to encourage themselves in the Lord, like David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? In the word. You're not buried. You're planted. And in Habakkuk 2 and 3, it says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. So just because it looks like it's not going to come forth, wait on it. Wait on it. Water it. Cultivate it. Fast. Pray. Read your word. Ecclesiastics 3 and 1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the heaven. It may not be time right now for it to come. And that's where the enemy will fool you. That's where the enemy will, tr will trick you because it is not time for it to come up right now. There is a season. This is, may not be the season. There is a season. And in that season, that is when it will come up. But the enemy, he doesn't want you to wait on it. Wait on it. Wait for it to come. And when it comes up, you will see that what the enemy was saying to you is just a lie. So God said for us to spiritually water and cultivate. the gifts and the purposes that he has in us. A lot of times we don't want to speak about the enemy. And in that, in not speaking about him, that's where he trick us. Because he is real. We're not glorifying him. I'm not lifting him up. But I'm just exposing him to let you know he is real. And he will come. And he will trick you if you think that he's not real. And so because we know that he is, that's when we have to come against him with the word and say that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me, it shall be condemned. We know that in John 10.10 10, that the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord says he, he has come that you may have life and you may have it to the full. So we know that the enemy tells us the lie so he can steal what God has for us. He, can, he can't use it. He can't do a thing with it. He just, he just want to make God mad because he knows that God loves us 
and God has put a great thing inside of us, but he doesn't want to see that come forth. He can't do a thing with it. But because he knows that he can hurt God, he lies to us. Matthew 16 and 22 says that then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get behind me, Satan, thou art and of thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God but those that be a man. The en enemy even lied to Peter and used Peter to tell Jesus that he wasn't going to go and die on the cross. The enemy lied, tried to lie through Peter to Jesus. So if he, he did that, then what makes us think that he won't do it with us? Revelation 12 and 4 says, he lied to one-third of the angels in heaven, and they believed him. One-third of the angels. So that's why I say he is, he is real, and we have to realize that he is real, and when he comes, we have to know how to rebuke him. We have to know how to come against him with the word. Genesis 3 and 4, he lied to Eve and Adam, and Eve lost their beautiful home in the Garden of Eden. So I want to say to you this morning, whatever he spoke to you, it will come forth. I speak that upon you this morning, that if God put something in you, and it feels and it looks like and nothing is happening, wait on it. If it feels and looks like you've been buried, you're not. You're planted. You're planted. So I say to you this morning that this is your exodus, that you will exit out of the lie of the enemy on today. Today is your exit. You will no longer listen to the lies of the enemy. But what you will do from this point on, you will cultivate. You will water that that God said is in you. The purpose and the plans that are in you, you will water it. And it will come forth. This is the day you will exit the lies that the enemy has told you, and you will be free. For John 8, 36 says, so if the son has set you free, you shall be free indeed. So in the name of Jesus, on today, Lord God, we just thank you for freedom, God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are not buried, but we are planted, and we shall come forth as per gold. So, God, we just thank you on today for deliverance, God. We thank you that this is our exodus, God, and we exit out of the lie of the enemy, Lord Jesus. So we serve him notice now 
that we are free. We are free indeed. And we shall step in what you have planned for us. And for this, God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's all I have for this morning. Amen. Awesome word. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I, I, oh, wow. It, it, it's, it, it's amazing. You know, the, the scripture says, you know, that we will know his voice and a stranger we will not follow. But there's times where that voice sounds like our voice. And it is the voice of the stranger. You know, and um, and could that be some of the things that are holding us from not walking into a maturity that we should be walking into? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank God for the word. Amen. Awesome word. Awesome word. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've had a lot of words this morning about the youth. And as one who is not currently in the youth, but who stored up a bunch of those lies that we have rebuked this morning, and I want to thank you for that prayer. As one who stored up lies like that, I want to say we have power because we have rejected those lies, and we have power to pray over our youth that their storehouses are storehouses of the Lord's Word, of the truth, and they don't store lies. They don't store lies. Our youth does not store lies. When we got here 10 years ago, one of the main things we noticed was we couldn't tell which kids belonged to which adults. Because they don't puppy dog here. And that's special. Because there's a lot of churches where the, there's, there's, there's two camps, especially in the teens. And one camp says, one of these days, I'm going to be able to, to minister like my parents do. I'll be old enough to minister. Okay? And the other camp says, one of these days, I'm going to get out of this place. And there's not a lot of difference. I shouldn't say difference. There's a big difference, but there's not a lot of ground in between in a lot of churches. And it's because there's this concept that youth is preparing for ministry. I hope we understand clearly that we don't have that concept. Holy Spirit says... You want to come? You come like one of them. They've got a lead on us, and we trust God to work in them, and we know how to shape that. We know how to assist that. We know how to encourage that, but we're not going to discourage that. 
So I want to just ask you to keep in prayer for this, this youth that we have in this church, that they don't store lies. They just don't store lies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. At this time, amen, um, Pastor Robert would say, y'all know that word. <laughs> but but if, if there's anyone that would desire special prayer, want to come up to the front, the ministry team will be here to pray for you. Amen. Amen. With that, go out and be blessed. You're dismissed.